Welcome back to the What the Fumble podcast. Miles again. And can I say that Atlas and Colin didn't stand a chance? I honestly didn't expect that big of a power spike in this party at level 3, but I am here for it. Though I will admit, it was very cathartic for all involved to character assassinate one's middle school self. At least, Colin secretly agrees, even if he doesn't admit to it. And now that the trilby-wearing, single-word saying Colin is dead, I think explaining our older demons is in order. So please, enjoy episode 25, The Lore Before the Storm. back again we made it back made it back guys i'm pleasantly surprised yeah Here we are everyone's in one piece you know i was wondering after putting adolescent colin in his place so efficiently too you guys really fucking mopped the floor with my cr5 vampire yeah right like level three is tough it really got me wondering though if this was real life could we? Who would win in an actual fight around this table in real in real life? Oh my lord! Would we mop the floor with adult Colin as much as we did? Wait, are you guys all just attacking me? Is this the conversation? Well, no, I'm I'm curious if this breaks. If it, at any moment, I feel like this could break out into a full out brawl. <laughs> Like, does Sobe get knives, and then Colin has to nibble his spine? No, it's like, all, we, we get our fists and these microphone stands ooh, in front of us. No, these really. are going to hurt, actually. <laughs> these are sturdy. Just the fists, in a oh. fight of fisticuffs, who comes out on top at this table? Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, Full-out brawl. It's like uh, what's it called in wrestling, where they all—it's like WrestleMania, yeah. the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. That's, that's it. Well, yeah, is it going to Royal Rumble? Because we are Royal Rumbling. We're Royal Rumbling. I'm going to be out first. I watch a lot of wrestling. Everybody's going to gang up on me. I have a black belt. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, I mean, I've played enough video games to know that you don't all charge at the best one because you're just giving them more targets to kill. <laughs> This isn't League of Legends. So Adam, come on. Hold on a sec. What do you have a black belt in? Shotokan Karate. Okay. Hmm. When did you get fucking finished that? When you were 11? What? Uh, seven, <laughs> 17. 17? 17. Yeah. Okay. When's the last time you, like, practiced Practice? it? Oh, over 20 years. When was okay. the last time yeah. you okay. practiced martial arts? So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, also, like, around... No, even I finished even earlier than that. I had, like, a... I had the one before black belt in Taekwondo. I had a red belt. But Red if belt. you ask me to get my fucking foot up above my waist, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> who, who also, pre, you know, the world ending, uh, goes to the gym regularly here? Fair. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, but I'm voting Justin would win. I feel like it might, if I have any advantage, and I'm not convinced I do, but if I do have one, I feel it would be my scrappiness. I'm like a bulldog. You know, like you piss me off and I'm going to rip your throat out. He's going to jump on the couch and do bicycle kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel Colin's got a little of that too. I feel like if we really cornered Colin, he'd fucking just start swinging and he's got longer reach than any of us, I think. He does. He's yeah, that's where I'm very scared. tall and uh, I'm giving it to Colin. 
Yeah, I, I would have trouble with Colin. I thought you guys were going to be humble, and I was going to be like, yeah, I don't know if I could win a fight. But now I feel like, no, I'd, I'd beat your asses. <laughs> you guys are all so cough, confident and cocky about it. Like, all right, wrestle me right now. Okay. Let's do this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, move the tables. Move the tables. <laughs> all right, so we prepare for me to athletics. crawl up on your backs. And in this corner, show me what you over. got. We'll oh. see you again next week, folks. We're going to go beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon only, $5 if you want to see it. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> good call, Sobe. Good call. You're welcome. Can we do something slightly more benign, like actually record us in like those sumo suits or something? Or we're actually <laughs> we'll, we'll no, talk. we're straight we'll up work. fighting. Okay, all right. We roll we're up our sleeves and punch each other till only one person is standing. <laughs> God, it all it all reminds me back when you and I were kids, Miles, and then Chris oh God, and, yeah. and Derek would be like our coaches. <laughs> yeah, no, David Aww. and I as twin brothers, we were we were cage fighters essentially. Because our older brother would basically, him and his friend would coach us and then throw us in the backyard and beat the shit out of each other. (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's get back to something uh, nerdy enough. Let's get back to our roots. Yeah, back to fantasy violence. We're all talking. You're right, Sobe. We're all over here talking shit, but at the end of the day, not a damn one of us can stand up to anyone no. with actual skill. It's true. <laughs> it would just be a fight between six mega nerds. It would be a, it would be a beating. It's really, it's anyone's game, I feel, if yeah. we actually brawled. Goes over 15 seconds. We're just going to be winded and give up. That's it. There's... Let's, uh, let's talk about D&D. Let's get back into this thing. Adolescent Colin destroyed. You guys got yourself a bit of loot. Badass looking Trilby is magical in some nature. You were able to, to so determine that. Super badass. <laughs> what color was your your Trilby, your go-to Trilby? What color was it? Uh, it was a uh, slate gray. Mm. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pin stripes. <laughs> go as well as it did i'd say overall it went pretty fucking well i would say i i truly was expecting another like like rainer fight i was i was prepared for it's one of those where i showed up prepared mentally for character death you know it was i was expecting another rainer fight i was expecting another oh god people need to run oh god people need to yeah well i mean like a vampire bite like that's what happened on the mercy and that hit for like 17 or 19 just it, one shot bite me. yeah unfortunately they have to grapple you first you have to be grappled or incapacitated or restrained but if they get that bite off like it's your it sucks yeah it's like two-thirds of your health bar minimum it sucks i was pretty nervous myself i don't mind telling you guys that at this point in the game that obviously those cerebral vampires you know they were they're not a standard 5e monster. They're old school. Uh, they're in an old school module, Ravenloft module called Bleak House that I took them from. And there's, so clearly I had to do a little bit of homebrew to, to do my best to even them out, make it so you guys could hopefully handle one at, at level three. Uh, but I'll be perfectly honest, I wasn't really sure if you could or not. <laughs> I uh, definitely didn't hold back any punches, but the die, the, all the dice were in your favor, and it worked out. It really did. All we have to do is roll high. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, Adolescent Colin himself was basically a, a CR5 vampire spawn stat block. Uh, obviously, the regen worked 
through alcohol, not radiant magic. And uh, he's a sea, you know, they turn into seagulls, not bats. Some mm-hmm. little changes there. There was no max HP from drain from the bite. It was uh, intelligence drain and madness instead to kind of make them fit their old school stat block a little bit more. But it was scary. I really wasn't sure how that was going to go. And I'm sure you figured out too. I mean, the way I kind of see it, Heinfroth is is making these things. So in my mind, not all cerebral vampires are created equally. And all the ones you've fought so far have had pretty different stat blocks. Like uh, they've had a very different amount of health at the beginning of the fight. And so far, Adolescent Gone like won by a lot. He had that guy was no joke. Yeah, he had over eighty HP. He was yes, amazing. It was <laughs> what a dream boat, right? Like, but in a platonic way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. He's so cool, though. If the adolescent versions of ourselves all royal rumbled, <laughs> he would have won. He would have won. Well, again, that yeah. catch move. Yeah, you know, <laughs> by I have some the special tactics. Coach. How are you guys feeling about uh, the loot, though? What do you think of that letter? Yeah. DMMR. What's going on there? We have actual documents written by Heinfroth. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we actually have, like, a piece of the puzzle now, as opposed to just, you're here, now you can travel because we have Lustro, we have Van Richten, but we're waiting for him. But we actually have, like, a physical piece of whatever the heck is going on here. Like it's very obscure and stuff, but I'm I'm just so happy we have it. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice to know that we can start actually applying some kind of evidence to to the world that we live in. It's it's not just us flying by the seat of our pants, just trying to survive. We have a direction. Mm. Who is this BM? BM MR. Some two sets of initials in there. Also sounded. Uh, it sounds like from the letter that uh, Heinfroth's purpose was to shatter Van Richten's mind enough that Van Richten essentially doesn't function as a mist traveler, kind of, right? Fuck his mind up enough he can't travel the mists and, and get away, I guess. Or go to whoever, whoever, go to wherever he was trying to get. Who knows why they've shattered his mind like this, but sounds like Heinfroth is confident he can't navigate the mists anymore, so... That being said, uh, and combined with the fact that he doesn't realize you guys have a talisman. Maybe even two now. Yeah, maybe two. Might have an advantage here. Might have an advantage here, but it sounds like that's what Heinfroth was doing. Fucking up Van Richten's brain enough that he can't travel the mists. But what's going through everyone's mind sitting here and there's still some, some loot that, uh, this badass trilby you could attune to. Uh, what are you guys thinking? What's going through everyone's minds here? Well, it's it doesn't seem like adolescent Colin was sent to find us per se, and like the letter, like it kept with the overconfidence, and they don't think we're going to be able to leave. Period. So hopefully, they don't have more like seagulls, just like searching the waters i'm immediately gonna yeah as soon as this is done and we saw adolescent colin turn into seagulls i'd be looking around for more birds yeah sure give me a perception check 
Oh, good. The the skill that Stiletto got. <laughs> Want to take a quick nap? Uh, flat 12. Hey, don't see any seagulls. Don't see any more. That's it. We're safe. Everything's good. Oh, well, thanks, Lenara. That's very thoughtful of you. Uh, I'm kind of thinking more about what Erasmus told us last, and that is that we need to travel the mists. It's going to be a terrible storm. It's going to last a long time. So maybe the next step is trying to figure out what we can do to batten down the hatches to best weather the storm with what little tools we have. Yeah, I mean, we could potentially tie, like, make rope ties to the uh, side of the boat and just, when we're headed to the mists, just tie ourselves off. So if we get knocked overboard, at least we're connected to the to the boat. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Merlin needs a life jacket. That head is very buoyant. <laughs> and it will carry him far, yeah. yeah. Let us all make sure we have the method of cutting those ropes if uh, the boat's starts to go under i think you all do right so you yeah, can get the, the ropes hooked up pretty letters. easily and yeah. everyone's got at least a dagger on them i think he's got two hand axe one hand axe oh <laughs> wow this fumbles really hate hand axes they yeah do. i lost my hand axe yeah merlin lost a hand axe coming for him i'm coming for him <laughs> <laughs> give me them hand axes your orc yeah that's three. Oh shit he had a big old hand axe yeah yeah that's right and there's gonna be there's gonna be some crab underneath that's got like a de- uh, hand yeah, axe in an its mouth <laughs> and two hand axes in either pincer. That's there's right. A- that poor turtle swimming down there with all his hand axes and chokers or an octopus that's three eighths ready to rumble. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I don't know. I prefer the concept of a turtle horde. <laughs> oh god, yeah. swarm of turtles. Um, I don't know. I think it's more telling after reviewing the letter here that. Van, sorry, not Van Richten, crikey, I was just reading that off the page, um, that Heinfroth knows we've escaped, and in spite of that, he still said that we still expect the Mercy to show up. So the Mercy's already on its way, in spite of Van Richten being gone. So we can assume that the Mercy, in spite of not having its cargo, is likely still en route to wherever it's going. It was ready to sail, and it could just be sailing for us. Yeah, it's like, oh, something went wrong, but don't worry, we'll fix the problem and have it along shortly. They sort don't of. need to sleep, eat, breathe. Well, they need to sleep, um, but they don't, you know, they're not dying anytime soon. They've no, got nothing fair. but time. Mm. All I'm saying is that I'm, uh, we very well could have more adolescent Collins, you know, chasing us down right about now. Oh, for sure. Well, hey, at least we took him out. Um turned into mist hopefully he doesn't have a coffin that he'll like yeah that wasn't spawn in gaseous form mist wasn't no you're you're confident he's dead i do remember like i think the very first one we came across like way back on the mercy captain baker did uh they got the coffin out and made a big show of it uh, and I think even at the time, you guys were like, well, that couldn't have just been pomp and circumstance, right? But there probably was a bit of pomp and circumstance there. Captain Baker oh. saw an opportunity to kind of remind his crew that he is very much in charge and very much a fucking badass. He really is. Yep. Yeah. So there probably was a little pomp and circumstance there. I mean, high-level vampires, you know, do you do need to kind of kill them in that fashion. But vampires spawn the lower level ones and typically don't have to do that. So there could have very well been a bit of pomp and circumstance there. Cool. 
But regardless, yeah, your confident adolescent Colin is dead. He's no more. Excellent. Trilby's still kicking, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and even barring that, like, it's not just the Mercy that's hunting for us. It's also this mysterious uh, BM. Um, once again, to just remind the folks at home, the uh, last line of the letter was, I am confident that someone with as many resources as yourself will find them swiftly should it be necessary. So... Clearly, this person is also extremely well-equipped. So it's not just the mercy we're, we're running from. It's but he also hasn't received the note. That's it. They're not looking for us yet. They're expecting a delivery of Van Richten. They don't know about us. Thus are awesome sketches. True say. True say. Yeah, the tone of the letter kind of seems uh, like they're undermining us quite a bit here. Like, they just assume we're going to get spit back out by the mists. You know, so they don't they don't know that we have, you know, some uh, some talismans on us. I mean, given our track record, it is probably safe to assume incompetence, though. (laughs) (laughs) You guys did determine a little while ago too, a little bit back that I think it was Erasmus's suspicion was that, yeah, they really Heinfroth really legitimately does not think you have a missed talisman and therefore just really doesn't think you can leave. So. There's no rush to come scoop you up. In his mind, you're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, we're just rats in a cage, and they're like, oh, wow, they're on the left side of the cage now. Whoop-dee-doo. He's going to finish his beauty sleep, and he'll get to you eventually. Yeah. Goldfish in a bag. (laughs) Yep. But on the note of that, um, we mentioned Lustra. Do you think any of these is another talisman? I mean, it's the beginning of a new day, so I should be able to do my whole detect talisman trick. I'm so glad you brought this up. Here's an interesting thing, Lustra. Here's an inter- interesting thing I was thinking about. Uh, I was reading your ability. It says you can so you can detect the closest miss talisman within a mile. The closest miss oh, talisman no. within a mile. You're right. Not all Miss Talismans, but the closest one within a mile. You always wear your rosary <laughs> right there on your head. Yeah, I do. So it will almost always be this rosary unless you take your... I mean, you've, you don't love any item as much as this, I don't think. His boots. The only way for you to detect <laughs> another one would be to hand this off to somebody or you could put it in the bag of holding that you so fucking hate. Fuck me. Oh, no. Which I think is just the most beautiful thing ever. It is the most beautiful thing. Oh, no. If I may for the moment, uh, might I be able to hold it for you and if anything, just go to the edge of the boat. You do your thing and I shall come back. Oh, man. Yeah, if you held, you know, if you, like, gathered up all the other items you're curious about and had them closer to you than the rosary that you'd have, you'd be handing off to Lenara here, then you would, yeah, you'd detect. Or you could put it in the bag of holding, which is a completely different <laughs> plane of existence. Like, can't oh. wait for the bag man to come out wearing that thing. Like, it's oh. a, no, I, ain't pu- I ain't putting that in the bag of holding. Bling. No, oh. fuck that. Clock oh, like a, in a rap video. Oh, geez. What, what a, what a, I pigeonholed myself real good it's with this one. It's a beautiful thing. It's <laughs> oh, a beautiful that's thing. Great. That's great. 
Uh, I feel like the time's going to come, too, where right now, sure, you can bring these items closer to you and Lenora could walk away a few feet. But what if you're trying to determine if, like, something half a mile away is a mist talisman? Like, you can't, she can't carry the rosary that far. That is going in the fucking bag of holding someday, man. That rosary is going in this bag of holding someday. Uh, oh, jeez. And the torment Fine. is just going to make you smile from I love it. ear to ear. But anyway, sorry, I didn't, uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but the irony of the situation is just a beautiful thing, and I had to mention it. Uh, <laughs> but please continue. Where were you going with that? You want to take your rosary off, put it in the bag? Is that where you're going? <laughs> no, I'm not putting it in the bag. Um, yes, I will hand it off to Lenara, and Lenara <laughs> could go to the opposite end of the boat. <laughs> because I, I know you have trouble with it. Um, I could lead you in some guided meditation to maybe make it work this time. The the glowy bit? Uh, that totally happened yesterday. It did happen. Yes, definitely it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're the one who can see it, so pretty believable that you'd be crazy. But what what are you thinking as you hand your rosary off to Lenora? What's, how's this feel? Have you ever handed this off to anybody? No. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like it's weird because it's like the I, like I have the normal vibe of like I don't want to do this, but then I also love everybody as a madness. So it's kind of like. I've got self-imposed fears of, that are natural to Lustra. Then I have the madness given to me that kind of fights with those. So it's like the headspace I'm in. There's so much cognitive dissonance. It's like, holy crap. I love it. <laughs> she takes your sca- scaly hand, goes to uh, start you know, rubbing it soothingly, and then stops because it's scaly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, Lustra, I will guard this with so much honor. After all, we are... All Venari. Boom! That's enough. Yep. <laughs> that's enough? That's, that's enough. enough. You're the first one to actually admit something like that. Got so him. yeah, that's that's enough. <laughs> that's enough trust for Lustra. So uh, yeah, I think with, with that kind of coaxing, Lustra will, you know, hand it off. We'll always keep an eye on it. Kind of, sort of. Because it's like, eh, that's important. Go to the other side of the boat with all the items that we got off of adolescent Colin. yeah yeah so kind of the the items you have that are i guess kind of in question for you there's the letter itself maybe that who knows maybe that'll register mm-hmm. there were two vials of spinal fluid there was that tiny urn on a gold chain uh there was a glass eye with a live worm inside of it and that's kind of there's the trilby too but it was magical so you're confident that that, that that's not a mist talisman because it's registering as magic uh, but knowing that only the closest, if all of these were missed talismans, you'd only know about the one literally closest to you, right? So do you want a particular item closest, closer to you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spinal fluid missed talismans. I, I get, <laughs> I, I get a strong out? feeling that the eye is probably going to be a missed talisman. Okay. So I'll have that closest to me. And then I'll probably have the necklace beyond that. Okay. So I'll almost set it up almost in like a line kind of thing. Yeah. So it would be the eye, the necklace, then I don't think the letter's going to be nor the vials. Well, Those, I mean, you may as well just have them around. Yeah, have them around. So yeah, I'll put the letter, then the vials, then anything else after that. Sure. Um, and have Lenara at the opposite end of the boat. And I'm gonna sit down, focus, and do my whole. Put the 25 gold pieces in a in a progressive line. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I'll sit back and do my detect talisman. Okay. And sure enough, the mist talisman closest to you within a mile starts to glow. And that mist talisman is that tiny urn on a gold chain. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Glad I did not bet on the eyeball. So I go and point to the urn and say, that thing's glowing to me. That's another talisman. Oh, great. Uh, that's kind of a cool little effect, though, because like if, like, let's say the letter's a talisman, too, you wouldn't... I wouldn't you, know. You wouldn't know, and there's no real way of you, for you to determine until tomorrow, right? Yeah. The, the, o- cool. the only thing we've determined is that the glass eye is not one. And that that's the urn true. We is have one. determined that. That that's a good point. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking of it like that, but that's true. And the eyeball's not magic, and it's just got a worm in it. Live worm. Yeah, maybe it's just his little pet. Is there a name on it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dimitri. Dimitri. Dimitri the worm. That works. All right, so after that, I would kindly ask for my rosary back. <laughs> We're not done playing horseshoes. (laughs) (laughs) Give you your rosary before any anxiety sets in. Yeah. And, uh... fumbled that 50 feet off the boat. Whoa! Oh, jeez. Yeah, throw that into the ocean and one D10 distances away. Wait, didn't we pull a fumble a long time ago where a random item on your character sheet breaks? Yep. Can we imagine if that was my rosary? It's determined by the DM, so... Oh, okay, I gotcha. (laughs) So So, it's very likely. 100% crit rate. (laughs) Oh, geez. So, yeah, after that, I'd point it out to the rest of the crew that that this is from what my eyes can determine uh, and senses can determine that this urn on this necklace is, in fact, another talisman. Very cool. And I don't know what we... I don't know how any of these talismans exactly work, um, and I'm not sure we know that the one that my rosary will lead to Darkon, I believe not sure where within Darkon, and I'm not even sure how to harness it. I mean, this is the one connected to your father. Yeah. And, uh, Erasmus said to hold on to it and never turn back. Uh, Erasmus was saying that there will be a God awful storm. It will last a very long time probably on the on the span of days and we just gotta hold it out i think i've got to focus on that talisman in some way shape or form he said uh stay close together keep the talisman close and focus on the word dark on keep the word dark on in your minds at all times and do not stop moving mm-hmm. that's essentially what he said well I guess even though we know this one is a talisman now, or um, we don't know where it goes, it would it would be taking him to wherever this benefactor is. But if we don't know where that is, yeah, so we we can't chant that name in our heads to figure out where it goes, because we need to you know keep the idea of where it's going in mind to help focus through the mists. Maybe I'm wondering if perhaps. The mist talisman is a kind of fuel, less than a vehicle for a direction. Therein, it doesn't matter what kind of mist talisman we use. If we are constantly thinking Darkon, we will go to Darkon. If we are thinking Dominia, we will go to Dominia, regardless of the talisman. 
That is certainly a gamble. Well, because if I not, don't... we'll just be stuck in the storm. <laughs> and we also have to remember, I don't know about any of you guys, but I know next to nothing about the domains of dread. So we can't even think we don't we can't go to a place where we don't know what it is. All we know is that Darkon is another place that we can go. So that's the only place that is available to us, unless any of you guys know of a different plane of existence within the domains of dread for us to even attempt to go, and why would we even go there to begin with? Is there anything else you remember about your father? Something he might have said? Something he kept close to him? <sighs> I mean... Well, a lot of it was just him just showing me around Cholton learning to hunt and stuff, but this whole traveling the, the planes and stuff, he, he didn't really talk about that kind of stuff. That's a good point. Like if from, uh, it's probably worth talking about. I know we, we kind of did a bit of a loose sort of like backstory dump a few weeks ago there. And you kind of got into a little bit of the, the history of your clan, uh, clan Ostium. Correct. Who, Basically, is like a you know a clan of dragonborn who hold very high respect for for keeping the planes separated. I suppose it's it's a belief that runs deep in their tribe. Mm-hmm. And you had said that you know almost kind of a coming of age sort of thing is to go out there into the world and almost like give back to the tribe in a way to somehow strengthen strengthen uh or protect the planes from each other strengthening the bonds that keep them apart almost kind of thing mm-hmm. uh but for most dragonborn in your tribe that equates to like oh maybe a little lesser air elemental crossed over and you know blew someone's front door open and so you <laughs> you guys go deal with it and you've yeah. you've done your service to the planes mm-hmm it was never supposed to be this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, Lucifer didn't grow up knowing this would happen. I mean, Welcome there's... Welcome to the apocalypse world. <laughs> the, yeah. You know, the whole tribe has a profound respect for, for protecting the planes, but it's not... It's not like you saw this coming. This is a little <laughs> little different. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, like, that's actually exactly right. Like, I was going out expecting to, you know, maybe run into one creature of some, you know, diminutive status of like, oh, you shouldn't be here. Kill it. Hey. Yay, we did it. We protected the planes. I mean, I'm I'm guessing like the, when the veterans of Clan Ostium sit around the campfire, they tell tales, you know, like that. It's like, oh, there's (laughs) that time there, a lesser fire elemental came through and he was burning down a field of hay and we stopped it and <laughs> but they're not there was much rejoicing and popcorn exactly. <laughs> instead we got a novice boxer whose first fight seems to be mike tyson <laughs> <laughs> that's actually an apt way to put it <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah you've probably already been through more than most anyone from your clan has been through mm-hmm. uh so unfortunately no you didn't like you know, you didn't grow up being told of all this stuff. This is way out of Looster's League here. Mm-hmm. Well, e- even then, even when it comes to apparently the notoriety that my father has, like, I didn't hear that from any of the other tribe members either. I didn't hear that from my mother. I didn't hear that from anybody. So all this stuff about mistraveling, which 
is a huge thing in of itself. He kept it from the clan in its entirety. So, because I'm sure something like that would be only revered in my mind, because that's something incredible, especially for the clan and what we stand for. But I don't, and he holds on to it, these secrets. Like, I'm, I'm just as much as lost as you are. What a good point. Why didn't he come back home bragging? That's yeah. a good point. A very, very good point. Why don't you take inspiration for bringing it up? Already have it. <laughs> all right, fuck you then. <laughs> I don't like your story at all. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, so something with what he did to travel these mists, I, I don't know. I, I don't. We all have to, t- I have to talk to him. I have to find him. Perhaps it's why you don't ask uh, veterans of war if they ever killed anybody. They've seen things that they don't want to relive and they don't want to burden you with. I mean, I wouldn't want to relive what we went through on Dominia. I must admit, even in my own culture, there are certain things that are not talked about or discussed that I found it necessary to seek out for myself. Of course, this brought along other friends of mine, and he gestures broadly to himself. He's talking about me, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I like... Lift up Selash's shirt and, and like look at where a tramp stamp would be. Gloss? <laughs> ah. Slash shuffles away briefly. But perhaps part of the reason why he never spoke of it is strictly because the only way to have a genuine experience is to seek it yourself. Maybe. Maybe. Getting deep. I mean, that's kind of why i had to go to begin with i guess that makes sense that tracks he didn't want to spoil the fun of almost getting killed is that it (laughs) way funner to discover on your own (laughs) Uh, well i didn't expect to be tossed into the deepest darkest depths of all of this like of course not who could have expected that who could have i think we've learned some pretty fucking this boat ride has been has been something. We've learned a lot about a lot of backstories here. Looster backstory, I, I think, is just awesome. You now know your dad's like one of these mist travelers, really good at it, according to Erasmus, right? Could see talismans. Now you apparently have inherited that, or maybe the mists and the domains of dread have woken it up in you. Who knows? Sit here and ponder the why as much as you want i don't think any amount of conversing is gonna give you a solid answer it's a cool little backstory though i love i love that about lustra venari i love that you can see mist talismans it's a cool little mechanic <laughs> but like everybody else on this boat i mean dominia you know if everything goes according to plan hopefully you guys are less than a day from reaching the mists but how's Dominion like change everybody? How's it changed Looster so far? You've got I feel like we should recap one more time what the, the you know the scars that that island left on everybody. You're still finally got over the I think I just drank a healing potion thing. Yeah. But you're still dealing with how much stress? Uh I only have one point of Down stress. Down to one point of stress. But, but there's I do have the madness of I love everybody. That's it. And mechanically, if I roll a 10 or lower on a percentile dice, 
then I can only do one damage to said enemy. Oh, so I bad. also have a minus two on AOE effects, and someone next to me would have a plus two to AOE because right. I take the hit for You'll them. You'll jump in the way mm-hmm. of that fireball. Yeah. So, but that's the only madness that I have right now. It's still a pretty jarring uh, yeah. effect on your mind. It's we haven't had a number ten or lower. You haven't no hit that in combat yet. We haven't seen. Thank that. God for <laughs> the jumping in front of uh, somebody, which is going to be great to role play. It's true, especially when he's equal distance between two characters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, how do I choose? Be, I really hope that happens. Yeah, we'll find out who he loves the most, and it'll be great. It'll be great when it's Slash. <laughs> I will be impressed for you to <laughs> great. bring your reputation back up from that hole it's in. <laughs> we learned learned all kinds of uh, stuff about Lustra and his backstory very recently on this boat ride. Very revealing boat ride. We now, we also know now that that little voice who we've named Gloss is originally, he's a tattoo. Yeah. All right. It sounds like there's a symbiotic relationship going on, but originally the ink from a book, yeah. according to this tattoo, which is pretty cool revelation as well, I think. Forbidden book from a forbidden library. Yeah. Mm, and that he's sounds the good. ink from it. Not evil at all. Yeah, no kidding. Well, it is still nice to at least have some detail about what's going on there. Now not everything is uh, in the dark. So we learned a little about Slash backstory, and you've still got... Your fear hasn't really come into play either. You've got that thing where if you know someone tries to tie you up, you, you go nuts. But oh, it really yeah. hasn't come into play either. Yeah, which all things Would considered. it when we're tethering ourselves to the boat later? <laughs> yeah, that might. That might. And, and it's something that's also worth mentioning. Like, I think it's it's it's... Losing an arm is definitely a traumatic experience. Oh, this is definitely my next, yeah, next thing on the list. <laughs> like, definitely. Like, losing an arm is not just something you shake off the next morning, magic prosthetic or No, not. Yeah, yeah, luckily you've got that prosthetic and still have the use of an arm, but it's not you, really your arm. It's exactly. not this, you don't have the same arm you had when you got on yeah, this and, and I think Slash, personally speaking, Slash can, you know reason and philosophize away as much as he wants about you know his body being weak among all these other things but it's still his damn body he's still gonna have those innate reactions and yeah for sure i think he really had a big test in in hubris and in in humility in some degree compared to what he was originally Mm -hmm. on the on, on the blue dolphin all those episodes ago yeah no doubt probably a little bit of a realization that uh I mean, quite frankly, you needed these people around you. Well, yeah. I know that you'd be here without them right now. Whether exactly. You, whether Slash likes to admit that or not, it's cold, hard truth. He can't do it on his own. He can't. He sure can't. And you're dealing with two stress, is that right? I am. That's down from three. Down from three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moving in the right direction. I Moving am. In the right no, direction. Slash has definitely been the most stressed out of everybody so far. And it's 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 difficult to keep up this... This this style of 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 interaction with people, yeah, no doubt. Even though he's he's good with his words, it's not any less exhausting. 
Slash definitely came away with his share of scars as well. Oh, yeah. He has talked shit, and he has got hit. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple times. Fucked around and found out. (laughs) We also got, uh, on this journey, this boat ride, got a little test backstory. That was fun, too. Found out that, uh, you know, just 50 years ago, she was enjoying life with Simon, this man she fully intended to marry. Then he goes off to war. A few years later, you know, all the soldiers returned from war. Simon does not. And Tess waits for decades and waits and waits and waits for 50 years. They get reunited. He tells her he was in the Domains of Dread, saved by this Van Richten fella. But more importantly, I mean, Tess brought to the table the knowledge that die here in the Domains of Dread, even for just a moment, and all ties... To other afterlifes are severed. Your soul becomes one with the mists, and there's no going back from that. So pretty big bomb that got dropped by Tess there. Luckily, you didn't really, uh, you made it all, you made it out of the treatments, Hydefroth's treatments all right, though, right? You don't have anything else going on aside from that. Yeah, really. I mean, just, just been, uh condescended to but i built yeah. up a tolerance already <laughs> a lot of practice and yeah yeah you're one stress is that right one stress yeah could but be a lot worse she's uh also a lot less cheery and chipper than she was on the blue dolphin it's been mm. a lot all at once has been a lot everybody has i don't know if literally everybody but you're not the only one who was staring at death for a while you've you personally have stared at death more than once since we've been here and it's uh and you're not the only one either and so knowing the repercussions of dying here uh sucks it it makes it makes makes a lot weightier yeah, it makes you second guess everything. It does. Dying here is not a fun experience. Got a little uh little bit of Merlin backstory in there too on this boat ride, right? You know, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Scratch the surface a little bit. We know Merlin's been kicked out of the house right before eighteenth birthday. Yeah, that's right. You and know uh you know his dad's like a big shot merchant who really wants him to like do something with his life. How uh, how old is Merlin? How how many years were spent fighting homeless people in the streets of Schultz? <laughs> oh God, so many homeless fights. Uh, well, Merlin is twenty now, and he got kicked out right before eighteen. That's about two years of fending for yourself on the streets, R- roughing it, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty big lifestyle change. If Merlin is being honest about everything here, right? Goes from having all the riches in the world. A massive, you know, basically fighting over this huge inheritance with his brother it goes from that to homelessness and Schult. It's very true. Yeah, I know. Pretty big change of pace, and then to the domains of dread after that. Just craziness, like you know, having to you know fight a homeless guy for your next meal, and then you know finding out that there's like other dimensions. Right. of existence <laughs> might as well have been abducted by aliens pretty mind-blowing yeah, yeah really yeah. yeah pretty mind-blowing so we scratch the surface of that merlin backstory it is one i cannot wait to <laughs> dig deeper into someday yep you left the island a drunk 
<laughs> Honestly, a smarter drunk. That's yeah. Hey, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, yeah. Like, Play, plays a lot of bar trivia. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Oscar <laughs> Mild arrived. At, <laughs> maybe arrived at the island a drunk, but um, my statement's still true. You are leaving as a drunk, right? It's all like on the surface, like not so bad. A little smarter. Yeah. Now I'm I'm kind of a drunk, but that was going to be hereditary anyway. Like <laughs> that side of the family. Yeah, that's that was going to kick it at some point from from the death side of the family. You're dealing so with overall, we're all great. That's good. why the oh, will's coming up pretty fast. <laughs> You're dealing with one stress as well, right? Yeah. I think everyone's at one except Salash is at two, if yeah. that's correct. And Lenara. Lenara, oh, that's right. Yep. Lenara is fine, but Stiletto has stress tucked away somewhere in that being locked in her mind Brain. palace for yeah. like six days now. That's yeah. probably personality. Three? Maybe four? Days? Yeah, since, since that? Since yeah, just split. three. I think I, I think it's three. I just like exaggerating. Huh. But I think, yeah, I was thinking, we've only known each other for about a week. We didn't do too much. Yeah, not that much time has, has Mostly passed. for, you know, mechanically story reasons, but... I think we all seem to have our own reason to not talk uh, until a married couple was about to die. Uh, right. <laughs> Poor Beth and Peter. Remember oh, Beth man. and Peter? Those wedding vows. Who, who so were those guys? You, you know what's interesting, though, is that I don't know if we put enough weight on it, but Tess is recovering. Tess is like very, I guess they weren't technically married, so not technically a widow. My point is Simon died like, weeks ago yeah like less than a month oh yeah oh, that oh. is something that i don't think you guys know per se but yeah yeah it's I very recent <laughs> yeah i mean close. i think you know probably at this point you've probably started to kind of suspect maybe do the math in your head but yeah that's like yesterday for an elf yeah i know pretty much <laughs> right? that's, that's the other this problem morning. as well yeah. is that elves have a very different aspect of time like even Tess has even said oh I think I'll spend 50 years in Waterdeep like yeah no doubt it's hard for I think the rest of us to sort of you know recognize time dilation Simon died less than a month ago hey I live twice as long as you three I'm gonna dance on your graves (laughs) (laughs) so that being known now though how fucking how much of a dick move was it from Gloss to be like your emotions are a bit too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. What a fucking dick move. What an yeah. asshole. I mean, there was that fair. No one could control what, what he, he said, though. Wh- so. Why do you look so proud? <laughs> I didn't realize it until like a week after the words came out of my mouth. But. Oh, man. In retrospect, knowing that, yeah, he was like, Simon died less than a month ago, and less than a week ago, you got this fucking tattoo telling you to chill the fuck out, pretty much. (laughs) What a dick. What a dick. Oh, man. So she's got her share of, you know, the the scars didn't manifest the same way from the treatments, but Tess is still leaving here, uh, not in the, the... happiest of moods not the best of spirits she needs to chill is what we're saying <laughs> right you just yeah. calm calm down over yeah. there you're too you're so dramatic <laughs> uh lenara too lenara oh. stiletto 
She's a two minds about this, that's for sure. We got barely, honestly, barely scratched the surface of Lenora here, too, right? We do know she was kind of taught to use her skills by Van Richten, maybe hone her skills. We've we've learned that. We've learned she spent a few months under his tutelage. Uh, we've learned she was sent off to Cholt to retrieve... Uh, What's it called? Um, Almirage Horn? Almirage That's Horn, what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. We know she's a sorceress who, and you know, you know, sorceresses and sorcerers, their magic doesn't come from books or anything like that. It's a natural ability. It's, it comes from within them. But this, sorry? That's about it, really. <laughs> but that's what we know, sorry. Yeah, that is. That's about all we really know. We've hardly really scratched the surface of the Lenaris story. But I feel like, you know, despite the, the deep respect that she has for Van Richten, there's, she now knows, after Merlin's outburst a few weeks ago, she now knows there's other people on this boat that don't share those feelings towards Van Richten that she's got, right? Like, I know she cares about him a lot, but Merlin just a few weeks ago was like, yo, I mean, in game, it was literally yesterday, I think. <laughs> Merlin's like... Hey, I'm not fucking dying for this guy. Like, if we got to leave this guy back to get out of here, that's what we're doing. Fuck this guy. I don't know, Gramps, anything. Yeah, no doubt. You've yeah. never met this guy. You've never oh, heard wow. the name before you got here. Van who? <laughs> exactly. So, with, I mean, with the myths not far off, if everything goes according to plan, you're going to hit them by the end of today. You're going to hit them before nightfall, you think. Erasmus told you guys, when you hit them, it's going to be fucking bad. You need to stay together. You got to be focused. What's going through Lenora's mind, I think? I mean, you know something bad's coming. You know you care about Van Richten and you want to keep him alive. But with all this, and there's other people on the boat doubting. What, what's, what's going on with Lenora? Talk to me about some Lenora feelings. All right. Because I know they're in there. Okay. I know they're in there. Set before I roll a stiletto and they all go away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like, yeah, fuck this old man. Uh, so I would think just throughout the day as we're sailing, uh, she'd be uh, attending to Van Richten, making sure he's not, uh, he's in as best a condition he can be in for a high fever and a broken mind. And it's a tiny little boat and. Everybody's probably taking their turns steering it and such. And I don't know if there would have been a little side eye or something, but at some point she probably would have made eye contact with Merlin. And the boat's small enough that everybody can hear this, I'm sure. Even if Merlin puts his fingers in his ears and goes, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's one of the unfortunate things about a boat this size is... Yeah. uh Good luck hiding conversations. That's it. Cutscene time. Uh, so, so no interrupting, Slash. Uh, okay, Slash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Tess. And Gloss. And Gloss. <laughs> He's cool. He does good color commentary. Uh, and she just looks at him and, you know, says this as she's tending to uh, Van Richten's fever. You're not the only one with a rich father who cares little for tossing their child to the side. At least he interacts with you instead of seeing you as just another item in his collection. 
doll to be put on display. She glances at Tess. My mother was a wood elf. She left when I was young. A few years for an elf is like a a fling on a week-long vacation for a human. So father gave me tutors. Set me to the best dance academy in Waterdeep. It was the best because our matron would abuse us if our forms were not perfect, or if we spoke up against her in class. We were given just enough potion of healing to hide the bruises, yet the pain still remained. She couldn't have her little dolls looking battered now, could she? I, too, have followed the proverbial path laid out for me to one faithful night when we were celebrating the end of a run of shows. There were talks of my potential for a role of prima donna in the next one. Life itself was like a dance routine. Everything laid out. Just follow the steps. How fortunate my change of faith was that we drank in the yawning portal that night to celebrate. I'd never felt that sort of energy in my life. Men and women of great power. You could feel the divine radiance pouring out of a cleric, feasting with friends. A calm serenity from a supping druid. And even if I had my hands clenched around it, I'm sure half a dozen rogues could have snatched my coin purse with ease. The proprietor even helped some adventurers slay a troll with nary a stop in business. I thought it was these wonderful feelings, or perhaps an ale or five too many, but I felt lightheaded and found myself retiring to my room there sooner than I would have liked to at the party. It was that night that changed my path forever. Not sure if I slept, hallucinated, dreamt, I know not. I only know that in my fugue that I saw an incredibly painful, intense light with shifting colors, more like more than a hundred rainbows dancing. This prismatic display was coming from a sphere almost twice my height. Its surface awash with scintillating brilliance. She's just staring off into the middle distance now. Tendrils of lightning darted around it wildly before disappearing in an instant. It felt like forever, and yet only a moment that I stared at this object. But that time I felt there was a presence in there, and it acknowledged me as well. I know little more about it, besides that its aura seemed more benevolent than malicious. Yet with a start, sometime later, I awoke, shaken and dripping with sweat. The patrons that stirred that morning all seemed to have had disturbed sleep as well, but none had the same dream as I. As I went to gather some breakfast downstairs, be it fate or a chance encounter, I met a man who changed my life. The dream had awakened a power within me, one that unfortunately shocked him as we were reaching for the same baked good. Sorry, miss. You may have that scone. She says, doing her best Van Richten impression. Chuckles to herself a little bit. Clears her throat. Yet I could see that the lightning that jumped from my hand had hurt his. So I gave him the scone and held his hand at the same time. Said that he should take it. As if from the other hand, that magic healed him as well. I do not know if he planned this meeting or if it was chance. 
but seeing my awakened magical talents, we immediately made moves to replace my private tutoring sessions with his lessons. It was only a semester's worth of learning, but the knowledge imparted from that man was worth a lifetime at any university. Even though I could have easily bought an Almirage horn from the markets in Waterdeep, he insisted I personally go to Chult to get this one. She pulls that out of her pouch as she plays with it in her hand absentmindedly. I do not know if it was a lesson or he just wanted to enjoy some sabbatical. He had walked so many paths and touched so many lives. He brought Simon back to Tess and he helped Lamin Venari escape these mists as well. So where you might see a frail old man what I see is a tarnished blade that needs to be retempered. What we went through collectively in one night, he was subject to for days on end. And yet he still pushes himself to the edge of exhaustion. This man is the greatest asset you could have to getting out of the domains of dread. And we all need to get him back into good health. Heavy. All right. Well, Merlin's going to definitely finish his drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Mark that off. (laughs) How does Merlin react to that? It's hard to uh, not notice that a lot of that was probably directed towards you, being that you're the one who so vocally announced less than 24 hours ago that if we got to say fuck this guy, then fuck this guy. Can't help but feel like a lot of that was directed towards you. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think Merlin would would definitely drop his guard here a little bit. Kind of understand, you know, that this guy means a lot. (laughs) More than what he would have thought previously. Uh, Lenara, I apologize for, you know, being so cold. And clearly he means way more to you than than he does to me. And I can respect that. However, I still... Still got to stick with my guns here. I I meant what I said. I got to prioritize my life over his. It's just the way it goes. You're the I'm sure you can of, understand that. You're the son of a merchant, and you don't understand the concept of investment. <sighs> Listen, we, I, we've invested in him. He's with us now. He's with us now, and he's gotten us this far. And for that, I'm thankful. But all I'm saying is that if I have to choose between me or him. And it's not easy, but I think I have to choose myself. You must, you must understand that. Let us make sure that we don't make that choice. Slash leans in. What would make you choose him? Nothing. (laughs) This is the point I'm trying to make. (laughs) Uh, Look, if it's, uh, I don't know. I don't like dealing with hypotheticals because it, Makes Merlin's lemon head hurt, all right? But if it came... <laughs> Anytime he goes into third person, you know it's, you know it's rough. <laughs> that, that's the craziness, because he hasn't had enough booze. That's it. He starts that's talking right. in the third person. That's when you know he's got withdrawals. <laughs> Give me a gin, and maybe I can work it out. But till then, all I know is that I gotta come first. I have to get back. I gotta get back to do what I was supposed to do. I can't die here. Nothing, literally nothing happens if I die here. I don't get to go to heaven or hell or, you know, wherever 
people go and they die, but it, all we know is that nothing happens when you die here. Just kind of stuck. I will say this on behalf of the man and myself as well. I will be the last person stepping out of these mists if we have the chance. Merlin, if you want to count yourself first, let it be, and I will gladly pave the way for you. But so will he. And if you think we're decently powerful now, you should see this man in his right mind. Well, until he, he finds his glasses, I'm just going to have to assume that he's, you know, just uh, just some weight. But that's okay. Are we you, can carry him for now. That's it. If, if you're willing to carry him for now, I will make sure he's of value to you. You know what? Agreed. I think, uh, I think that night I was speaking out of emotion. Clearly, tensions are very high. All I'm saying is that we're going to work together and get out of this. And uh, I don't think we're, we're going to come down to a situation where I have to choose. But you know where I stand if I do have to make that choice. And I will not hold it against you. I, it is nice to hear honesty. In fact, even Salash, your recent uh, exposure of your friend has been uh, quite uplifting of sort of the, the air that's been hanging over this group as a whole. And um, I mean this in the nicest way possible. I do think I prefer him to you. Uh, <laughs> that, that is not... <laughs> he is rather charming. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, I do not have as much to go back to. The only person I would probably go back to is right here with me. Regardless of However, the next leg of our journey goes. I know I can speak for him and myself when saying we will do everything in our power to get every one of you back home. Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I fucking love this game. I love this fucking game so much. You two take inspiration for that, that back and forth. Adam and Sobes. Inspiration. That was, uh, it was emotional. That was, mm-hmm. that was emotional. I, I really appreciate it. Well, it's like Lenore just said, at least. I appreciate that Merlin stuck to his guns. It was just the cold-hearted truth. It's like, look, I don't care how much you love this guy. I'm not dying for him. And I appreciate you guys reaching understanding, and it's it's a good that was good that made me fuck. I love D and D sometimes. <laughs> Effectively, it's I don't I don't care where you stand. I want to know what you want. Yeah. No wait. I want to know what you want and where you stand. That's fine. I said the same thing twice. Yay! <laughs> but at least it's out in the open, and there's That's there's it. a mutual respect there now. Uh, but yeah, what's Lustra Tess? So I, anybody, what, what's everyone thinking? Uh, I mean, when it comes to Lustra, I mean, and the idea of like it, even back with Lustra led therapy a while, a few episodes back, you know, what are you good at? What is your vocation? What is your thing? Right. That's something very important to all Dragonborn and having seeing Lenara stick to her guns and seeing Merlin stick to his guns 
and willing to, you know, die on these hills for their own perspective beliefs is something very important to Lustra. And the fact that they can come to an understanding and respect each other for it in spite of their differences only shows in the madness of Lustra that this is a strong clan. So if anything, the fact that a final understanding was reached, it actually kind of gives him hope that, yeah, we can overcome the next step. So he actually feels hopeful in that little squabble. I dig it. I dig it. You've chosen some good, uh, some good souls to name Venari, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's definitely a uh, brownie points earned from, <laughs> from actually, you know, working shit out, but standing by your guns. Yeah. But working shit out. Tess, uh, oh. you want to weigh in on that? <laughs> Do I? <laughs> did I got to know, did the, did the, uh, did you also realize like how much of an asshole Galoss was being? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, I mean, well, specifically <laughs> why though? I mean, I know that you, you know, you realize he was being a jerk, but personally, I didn't really put two and two together until afterwards. I really didn't. Like I thought about it later the week of the week that whatever session that was, that was a while ago at this point, but <laughs> lose the love of your life. And a few days later, you got a fucking tattoo telling you to calm the yeah. fuck down. <laughs> Chill out. You know? It's a liability. I think you should, we should just leave you behind. Your emotions are getting us all killed. <laughs> and reiterate. Why do you look so proud? <laughs> Sometimes it just all works out. Adam. Well, I, mean, I don't know what to tell legitimately, you. Legitimately, though, when has ever the phrase "you just need to calm down" ever fucking worked? That's a really good point. <laughs> it's never a nice thing to say. Really, yeah, that's a really good point. I wasn't looking at it that way. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> deep breaths. Excellent. Yeah. Um. I, as far as that galos bit. That that whole thing has been Tess's subtext for the entire entirety of the campaign. Like she's just she experienced loss and was went on a trip of self discovery, and this is the self that she's discovering right now. Um, and she might not have madness written down on her on her character sheet, but she. She's been better. (laughs) Probably taken everything to fucking keep it together, though, in all honesty. Yeah. It's a hell of a situation to be torn. I mean, you probably, I like to think she probably got on this blue dolphin, the blue dolphin, the very beginning, you know, the boat that was headed to Waterdeep, probably got on there a little bit to like, help herself maybe get over something start the healing process exactly to like distance herself from where she spent her entire life either with or without him but right yeah like and we talk we talk about merlin being super fucking unlucky but man is you've been dealt a pretty shit hand of cards too yeah yeah and um she She's still very young for an elf. It's true. Like she she hasn't even really had the chance to gain her adult name yet. How old is she? Uh she is seventy three. Yeah, in elf yeah, terms, like, it's still she's 
a teenager essentially. Like yeah. elves live to what, like five hundred or like something like 750 that? Seven fifty ish, I yeah. think. Oh jeez. Yeah, so she is she is still just coming into her blossom or not, whatever. We not even say. a spring chicken. She's an egg. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But yeah, with all of with all of that in her mind, just looking at Lenara speaking just so passionately in defense of Van Richten and Merlin just having his own sort of outlook on this whole experience. I think Tess would go over to Lenara and say, That was very brave of you to speak up like that in defense of Van Richten. I, I mean, I, I knew there was something weighing on you, something that made stiletto necessary, but I didn't know you grew up like that. There is tragedy in, in everything, I think, that we have all been through. I'm sorry you were abandoned by your mother. I can't imagine what that would be like. I mean... Lustra found out his father kept something Im- important from him. Merlin's father has disowned him in Silash. Well, Not he's Silash. That's <laughs> very fair. He doesn't. Je- gestures vaguely yeah. to Silash. Well, no, that's <laughs> he. <laughs> I I I don't know much about his culture, but. To grow up into something like that, I can't imagine it could have been easy. And supposedly he's one of the good ones. <laughs> but I want you to know, um, I owe Van Richten so much. I he gave he gave me back what little time I had with Simon and. The only thing that I had wanted to say to him when I met him was thank you. And that I owe him everything for returning the other half of myself to me. So, for what it's worth, I am with you, with all of you, completely. We are all going to get out of here. We are going to see our family again. No matter what they mean to us, we need to, we deserve to have that choice. And I'm not sure if this is something that other people say, but in, in Selevest and Splitport, um, Sevenasteleth. She says that to uh, to all of you, and uh, she says it means we are all in this together. Does anyone speak Elvin? Not Lenara. Stiletto does. Excellent, <laughs> Nada. <laughs> and it means nope. that she she whispers to you. Thank you for translating the uh, procedure. Has taken that language from from my mind at the moment you know what they say about shared trauma i suppose i just 
figured now is the perfect time before we have to survive one heck of a storm again. Let's clear the air before it gets filled with lightning. Well, hopefully it strikes differently this time, huh? Here's hoping. Slash sort of, you know, almost, you know, his face twists up for a moment in some sort of uncharacteristic expression. If I must admit, I can be perhaps a bit too clinical for the likes of many, and I like to be precise in identifying everything, and it frustrates me that I do not find some kind of precision in which to explain myself. All I know is that I feel jealousy right now. I feel jealousy of this adoration that Van Richten has. I hate that I enjoy this jealousy. I'm conflicted. It's not something I am familiar with. Some newfound emotion for Slash. How much fun is that? That sounds like your human side. As you... I want to be popular. (laughs) As you guys keep drifting towards what you hope is the edge of the bubble that you know is Dominia. Towards the borders, you know, is the mists. Just kind of, you know, that breeze, keeping your boat steady. The up and down of the swell. A good couple hours passes. Enough that if anyone feels like rolling hit die, feel free. If anyone wants to benefit from a short rest. I'd love to meditate, get my key back. You are more than welcome to do that. Enough time has also passed. I'm just going to give you, I'm going to give you the details of this trilby. Ooh. (laughs) Clearly, if you're familiar with the source books, no trilbies uh, show up in the magic item tables. So a bit of a homebrew item here. (laughs) Uh, this is called a badass trilby. God damn it. (laughs) Uh, it does require attunement, but, uh, if you do attune to this trilby, you get a minus five charisma because only douchebags wear trilbies. Uh, is that too much? <laughs> is that too much? It is, but it's good. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Okay. Tough but fair. The last thing we need to take care of right now is a perception check from everybody, please. <laughs> Minus five fucker. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Minus five charisma. Because it makes you look like a douche. I love how it's not cursed. You have to choose to attune to it. Yeah, it's a it's a choice you make. <laughs> it's the choice that removes the charisma. The hat is mundane. <laughs> Salash got a natural twenty. Very nice. And because of stress, that makes it a twenty. Okay. Sixteen. Eleven. Oh, I got a um, minus one. Uh, six. Well, I feel better about my eight. 20 from Salash. Yep. As the day keeps progressing, you guys just bobbing up and down in this ocean, slowly traveling or traveling as fast as this sail will carry you towards the edge of this domain of dread. 
on the northern horizon, you see this ominous charcoal black storm cloud just looming over the waters. The space in between those dark clouds and the churning waters on the horizon is just filled with haziness, just everything blurred by the torrential rains that are just pounding into the ocean. The sky on the horizon occasionally lights up with this white electricity as bolts of lightning smash into the waters ahead of you. And although the storm seems only to be on the horizon, already the sail on your boat starts to flap violently as the winds become more erratic. And with each moment that the boat moves forward, this these black storm clouds spread wider and wider and wider. And after days of sailing, the stormy border mists of Dominia are finally visible to you. And as you turn your head to see just how far the storm spreads, you notice it disappears out of the view, out of your view eventually, towards the east and the west. Uh, you know, again, think of Dominia as a bubble. And now you guys are just hours away from the northern edge of that bubble. So to your east and west, you don't see this storm. It's too far away. You're, you know, you're confident it's there. But it's not in your line of sight. Behind you to the south, the horizon is clear. It's peaceful. There's still that gentle swell back there that's spreading out as far back as you can see. And you know that if you were to turn this boat around, two, three days of sailing in that direction to the south would bring you back to the asylum in the island of Dominia. But as you're looking back there at the stark change between the north and south, the northern and southern horizons slash, you notice to, you notice something else on the southern horizon. You can see the two sails of a double-masted sailing ship traveling in your direction. Sails full of wind. Took a couple days to find you, but the mercy is on your heels, and the mists are within view, dead ahead. Oh, no. We'll see you next time. A boat chase scene to, oh my god. Into um, the mists, no less. Yeah. We need to increase our speed, Tosh Van Richten. <laughs> 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 <laughs>